Well, it's great to be back with another podcast. This one is a bit of an exclusive. I'm here in the pro shop at Scary's Golf Club. The date is the 23rd of April, 2022. And I was here yesterday, and you may have seen the video on social media, on Twitter and on Instagram, and uh, certain Facebook accounts as well have it. Um, but it features a very special man in Irish golf by the name of Jimmy Kinsella. Jimmy is steeped in golf. His father, Bill, came to Scary's Golf Club as the pro on the 1st of March, 1930. Uh, Jimmy himself took over from his dad in 1976. And uh, Jimmy's son, Bobby, a great boy international, a great youth international who turned pro then and learned the trade. He took over from his dad, Jimmy, in 2007, March of that year. So uh, Bobby is well-established here now in the club for the last 15 years. So here I am in the company of the great Jimmy Kinsella, and as you may have spotted on those social media posts, he celebrated a very significant anniversary on Friday, the 22nd of April, 2022. It happened to be the 50th anniversary of his great win in the Madrid Open, which happened to be the second ever event on the European Tour. The European Tour was a fledgling tour at that stage, uh, kind of a breakaway from the British PGA who were running the tour. And it was uh, led by the great John Jacobs, former Ryder Cup player, former Ryder Cup captain and arguably one of the finest coaches ever in golf and he got the tour started he hired a fellow called Ken Schofield to help him Ken then uh, left his job in banking joined the tour and then succeeded John Jacobs and the tour is now 50 years old as of last week the first tournament on the European tour the new tour was in Barcelona and it was won by Antonio Garrido the great Spaniard uh, Ryder Cup player and uh, Jimmy played in that tournament and he was looking at possibly going home Jimmy what are your memories of the first ever event on the European Tour in Barcelona oh, it was it was windy a windy course it was the Pal, Pal's golf course it was windy um, we had we had tried to play the big ball but in practice and it, the, the larger American ball and it, it wasn't working out so they sent for the smaller ball so that's my memory of it that we had hoped to start off the tour by playing the, the larger ball on and, and that week but it, it didn't materialise we played the smaller one or you had the choice Right Yeah. And, and this was a growing thing you know the, the, the bigger ball was kind of Starting to really get established as being the superior ball, perhaps, but it wasn't for you guys at the time. It wasn't. No, they they thought the Americans were superior at the time, and they played the one point six eight. So everyone thought if we started playing the one point six eight, we'd get as good as they were. Mm. We'd have to learn how to play it in in the wind and all that. So, so how old were you actually in nineteen seventy two? Seventy two, thirty three, thirty three years yeah, of age. Yeah. And what were your circumstances? Were you married? Were you single? Oh, I was married, and and Bobby was uh, Bobby was two year old, mm. and uh, two girls, older and very small, sixty seven, five and six. I'd say they were okay. And uh, I had no job. Uh, you had been at the Castle Golf. I'd been Club. at the Castle Golf Club, but 
uh, it didn't work out. I was playing on the t- I wanted to play on the tour, and it didn't it didn't suit them. So yeah, I went we went our separate ways. And you were pretty much now a sole trader. I was, yeah, yeah. So you were a minister without portfolio. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I, I had to win money to survive. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I had been to Africa and nearly and nearly drowned, and I came back and won no money, but it didn't cost me anything because it was my way was paid, and uh, I played in Barcelona. I won something over a hundred pounds, so I was in pocket, and I thought I'd go home and rest for another week, and but then I couldn't get home, so I ended up in up in Madrid. Yeah. Um, there was three courses to be played. The RIC, part of the Hero and Club de Campo. Uh, part of the, the RIC club was way out. I'm told it was 30 miles out. And we couldn't afford to go out there because taxi fare was too dear. So I was playing with Alex Cagill and, and David Ridley. I remember them well. And in I, the first round. So the first round was that practice, the RIC? Just practice, oh, just practice, just practice right. Practice. Yeah, okay. And we, we uh, practiced together. Uh, we carried our bags and... Uh, we couldn't eat in the clubhouse. It was too expensive. We're in this, all in the same boat. And we had very little money. <laughs> so, uh, we uh, first round was at the RAC club and it, it, it was a club. It was high, high uh, on the high ground above Madrid. And uh, much like I thought, like to compare it to another, to, like the Curra, it was that type of ter- terrain and it was windy and hard and I shot 75, but as it turned out, it wasn't too bad because a lot of guys didn't do any good on it. Mm. And uh, What was what suited you, did you think? Your experience? Experience of playing in, in say, on seaside golf courses. Mm. The ground was very hard mm. and it was cold. It was, it was bitter, cold and windy. Uh, it wasn't like Spain. And uh, so, 75, uh, it, it didn't it didn't look good because the guys had shot 68, 69s on the other, on the other course. So mm. I was a long way behind. I, I think I was, at that stage, I was eight shots behind. And uh, I, I was only thinking, make, if I made the cut, make another few bob, I, I'd be happy. Mm. But I went down to the other golf course, uh, Port Port Hero, Tigero, yeah. and it was uh, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shot 69. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, the guys that went, went up to the RAC couldn't play it. They right. shot it. They were shooting six, uh, 80s and 81s and 79s, or all kinds of scores. And they were out, once that came in, they were out of contention because once you it got into the heads, then you know, yeah, yeah. and I knew I was safe that I, I wouldn't recover from having bad rounds, yeah. And so my 75 looked pretty good. Then I shot 68 in, in Club de Campo, Club de Campo for the third round. And now, I, were they played in four separate days? No, there was no 36 hole finish. No, 36 holes, like no 18 holes right. a day. And yeah. it started on a Wednesday, finished on a Saturday. That's right, yes. Yeah. So okay. uh, I went into the lead, couldn't believe it. Wow. And, uh, and who was in contention? Oh, Garrido was in contention, and a fellow called Peter Wilcock, an English fellow, a nice fellow. Mm. I played with them on the last day. And Christy, came, Christy Senior came to me before I went out. Christy was playing, obviously. He was playing ahead, and he says, Jimmy, if you uh, if you finish in front of Garrido, you'll win. Just watch him. You're playing with him. Watch him. If you you beat him, you'll beat the rest. Wow. So, but Garrido didn't play well, and uh, I wasn't t- once. Uh, I just kept playing, but before I started, I was it was a lonely place, standing on the first tee, no one there because all the people had gone out to watch the great, the best players going out, and. Uh, we were left on our own, so we headed off. I got a part of the first, and I came to the second hole, and I hit a good drive, and I, I hit it a little bit better than I should have. And uh, 
I was sitting at three iron for my second shot and I didn't fancy it, but I said to hell, I'm going to hit it. I hit it great onto the middle of the green, putting for a birdie. So I knew me I was in. I knew things were working out well. Mm. And uh, What kind of confidence did you have in your game at that point? I was, I was fairly confident. I had a big chat with my dad before I went out. And, uh, uh, was he there or was on the phone? No, on the 18th. Uh, yeah. Out here on the 18th before, 18th fairway before I went. And he, oh, yeah, here in Scaries. In Scaries. Yeah. He, I said, Bill, would you have a look at me? And he think, and he kept on saying, oh, that's great, that's great, that's great. And I said to him, Bill, you have no idea what I'm up against. These guys, I said, can play. That would be no good. What do you think is a good shot isn't good enough? I said, I have to be better than this. And he said, uh, um, all right, all right. Uh, go on, hit a few more. And he said, well, keep the weight in your right foot. I'd address it a little longer. Mm-hmm. Stay back in your right foot before you can move forward. Stay back and hit it from your right foot. Mm. So that's... That seemed to work. I started hitting the ball. I got rid of the hook, and uh, um, but in the last round, I was I was troubled with it and um, just I, a bit quick, a bit I nervous. Got, yeah, bit, I hooked you know. it. I hooked it at sixteen. I hooked it into a bunker, and I I took a chance. I just six iron out of the bunker and got it up and out, and and went to shot in front. Seventeen mm. uh, was a poor poor green, and I wasn't far from the pin, but I I had to be careful because you could. Get it down, got it down close, and, and I came to the 18th. But I, I was dreading this bloody hook, mm. and uh, I, I've gone to the tee. I said, I wonder, I wonder what I'll do. I wonder how I get rid of this. I can't afford to hook it up here. This I is going through your mind going yeah, to the 18th tee. The 18th tee, yeah. Mm. And I said, uh, I, could, I never thought of hitting a three wood off the tee. No driver. Mm. So I said, oh, I'll widen the backswing a little bit, mm. take it back a little bit wider. That should cure it. And I hit a rocket up the middle of the fairway. Wow. Christy said that, Christy O'Connor Sr. said to me afterwards, Jimmy, there was nobody so far off that fairway. Wow. You must have hit a rocket. But anyway. Uh, what, was the, what, was the, what was that final thought, you know, on the, on the tee? With all of that fear, which is natural. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the nerves are kind of good nerves. Oh, they are, yes, yeah. Because it I, keeps you humble, like, and you yeah. just, you know, this is not over. I need to I was shot in front. Something. And I was going to, no matter if I finished second, I was going to get a good, I got more money than I ever won. Mm. And uh, I, I was, the pressure was off. Mm. Uh, I felt good. I wasn't thinking, well, I looked like I might win, but it wasn't, it wasn't bothering me. I, I had to finish out and I, I kept going. I, I, hit a, I didn't fancy the second shot. I was soft and I wanted to use my old sand iron, and I, and, uh, but I mightn't get there with it. So mm. I went back to the wedge and, and I, a little bit heavy, got it onto the just short of the green, it was okay. I left it seven or eight for short, and uh, I wasn't too pleased with that. But I thought I'm still in a good position, it's still uphill, yeah. It's not All a right. tricky one, it's not That's a right to left or a left to right, it's, yeah. it's, it's uphill. I can afford to have a go. So, you're um, only aiming at either side of the hole, then really, or yes. whatever you know yeah, the, yeah. the line dictates, yes. but it wasn't a swinger, it wasn't a swinger, no, yeah. dead straight, yeah. And I looked at it and it said, Right. And I thought to myself, and uh, the thought came into my head that uh, I needed help. And I, <laughs> I said, dear God, uh, you didn't bring me all this way to, uh, to get beaten in a playoff. Mm. Uh, there must be a way of getting this ball into the hole. Wow. And it, a voice within me said, keep your head still. So I did. I kept it as still as I could. I gave it a lash. And I never started going into the hole. When I looked up, it had disappeared. I didn't know whether it had gone by the hole or not. Wow. But by that time, 
everyone had run in at the green, including Christy Senior. And he had his arms around me. And he said, uh, how did you do it? He said, the nap was against you. And he said, in went, right, in went straight into the hole, Jimmy. It went like a rocket. I said, I never saw Christy. <laughs> 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 and uh, we, we, we uh, chatted and talked. And then he said, uh, Jimmy, he says, uh, don't let us down now. He says, don't let us down. You make a proper speech. I said, sure, don't understand me. <laughs> and he said, well, they'll understand you all right. You have to do it. You make the right speech and say the right words, I'm telling you, or else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did my best. And you didn't give me any tips? like No, I did it. And <laughs> I, got a, a, I got a letter from the uh, Spanish Federation uh, a week later thanking me for all the kind words I said. I don't know what I said. One of us said the right thing. And then presentation was over and an unusual thing happened was that uh, Tom Scott, the senior press man, well-known journalist, mm. uh, came to me and he said, Jimmy, we're breaking with tradition. He says, we're inviting you to just come on the bus with us. And uh, What was the tradition? No pros ever went on the bus. On? On the, on, the, on the press bus. The press bus. It went aloud. Gee. So he said, we're, we're inviting you. So I accepted the invitation. I, d- I couldn't turn it down because it, it was Mr. Scott. I loved. Uh, he was a lovely, great sports writer. But uh, but uh, to mention another guy who invite who did the interview before the uh, prior on the evening before the, the last day, a fellow called Dudley Doust. Yeah, famous name in golf yeah, writing. Yeah, he had me out to dinner. And he interviewed me the night before. So he had a premonition that I was going to win. Wow. And he had done all, he didn't have to, he had it all done. The, the article was, r- he wrote had, itself. He had, he had it written, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before I won. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so Christie was just delighted for you. He was, yeah. Like I'd served me time yeah. to Christie in 1955. I'd been in Bundoran for a year. We played a lot of golf together. And uh, he looked after me. He was a good boss. Mm. Kind man, Mary, lovely woman. Fed me, and uh, yeah, I, I, my first day, I'll never forget my first uh, day in Bundoran. I had, I had soup before my lunch. Wow. Yeah, hot soup, and I'd come from England to there, and I. Where you, you served your time initially in, in England, England yeah. yeah. I did three months in England, and uh, I had a sandwich at lunchtime, and now I was getting soup. And a meal at lunchtime. Mm. Mary looked after. She looked after Christy, but she looked after me too. Oh, that's great! Yeah. So they had a soft spot for you. Yeah, they are. You clearly that. were. Well, they they knew and respected your dad. Yeah. When Christy died, Mary said to me, "Jimmy, she said he loved you." Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, as Peter Alice says, he could be tricky at times, like Christy. Yeah. You know, but he was a man that had his own way of doing things, his yeah. own yeah. views. Yeah. But for those that he liked, I'm sure he just he just looked after them. Did and him. you were one of them. It was. He was lovely, yeah. Never never a crossword. Never. Mm. There were a year with him when we had good times. He never he gave out to me, all right. Give out to me for playing badly. Mm. Or hitting bad shots. Yeah. Mm. But other than that, no. Never he left me alone, yeah. What did you learn uh, from him just with regard to, you know, playing the game and practicing and the work that is required? I I, I just he told me why we practiced before he ever became what he was, a great golfer. Yeah. And uh, I watched him practice. The most thing, his rhythm. Mm. He had a lovely backswing and he never hit, he hit the ball nicely and 
always within himself and yeah, his iron play was outstanding. His iron play was Seaman Van Dorn, he was hitting iron shots into within feet of the hole. Mm. You know, but a great tempo all the time. Mm. Great. Yeah, lovely swing. Yeah, beautiful kind of at the top. At the top, it was yeah. Wristy, yeah. you know. Wristy. The way he took it back, he just took it back nice and he was kind and he hit it back, you know. Yeah. And he hit, he, hit it he hit it a good hit, but he, he was... And he was a good hitter at the ball. He, he wasn't a short hitter. He was long. He was a man for the sweet spot, though, wasn't he? Was, he? Yes, yeah. Let the yeah. club do the work. He just did, yeah, put it in yeah. the right position. Yeah, lovely, lovely golfer. So I there know. he is. He's there. Like I mean, you know, he's he's the leading Irish player of the time. Yeah. The European Tour is just starting. He's obviously one of the leading lights, even though he's you know he's getting a bit older now, yeah. and you know many of his great years are behind him. Yeah. Although he did win that big check in 1970. Yeah. Uh, this is 1972. And he puts his arm around you. Yeah. And Mary, Mary comes up to you as well, doesn't she? Mary came up to me on the, on the 16th and she said, Jimmy, how are you doing? And I told her how I was. And she says, eh. a lady had come up before that and she said, you win, you win, you win. And I said, I said, I must be winning by, by a few. Now that she's saying that. And Mary came up, what did she say? I said, she, she told me everyone, I'm winning. Jimmy, you're not. You're a shot behind. But he's in trouble. And if you hear a roar, uh, he'll have taken five. And if you get a four, you'll be leveled. But if you don't hear a roll, you've taken six. And if you get four, you'll be a shot in front. So there's no roar. And she said, Jimmy, there's no roar. You're a shot. In, if you get a four, you're you're in front. Wow. I got me four, yeah. But only, f- yeah, she'd, she was interested enough to come back and tell me, yeah. She knew, she's like Caroline Harrington, yeah. you know, of the day. She knew, yeah. She, she knew did. exactly what she, was yeah, going on, yeah. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah. Back. And Christy was... Totally Christy wasn't in front. on top was, of it, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't near us. He was several holes in front, so she came back. Wow. She was interested in me, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she gave you the soup and the yeah. lunch. Yeah. Oh, she was When you were yeah. a kid. Yeah, she did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely, yeah. So you were like a, you know, you were like a, an adopted son of theirs. I was, yes, and They had yeah. a big family, but you were, yeah. you know, yeah. you were family to them. Yeah, Anne-Marie hadn't come at that stage. Poor uh, Anne-Marie died since. Died yeah, young. yeah. But Anne-Marie, it was only a thing. And I, 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 was, the, I was the babysitter then. I minded the baby. Mm. When they went to go to pictures or something, yeah, 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 and you caused no trouble. You weren't you weren't sneaking out of windows like no, I wasn't sneaking out of windows. No, like Christie's no. nephew. No, 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 <laughs> no, I did not. Isn't no, that no. the story about no. Junior? Yeah, didn't Junior talk to you about Junior? Uh, junior said to me, uh, Jimmy, he says, uh, "How did Christie treat you?" I said, "Did he ever give out to you?" I said, "No, he never gave out to me." I said, "He was always nice to me. He was lovely. He was a kind man." And uh, I said, he'd give me advice, but he'd never give out. And he says, he never stopped at me. He never stopped at me. He gave out to me all the time. And I I said to Mary one time, I said, when Chris, young Christy had died, I said, young Christy said that. He, uh, Christy gave him a hard time. Jimmy, she said, he'd go up the stairs to bed and he'd get out the window onto the, onto the wall and away. You wonder what time he'd come back in at. Yeah. And she says, for his own good, Christy never let up. It was always at him, she says. Yeah. For his own good. Yeah, we couldn't control him. She says he was, he was out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Christy Junior had a larger than life personality, yes. like a totally different personality to Senior. Oh yes, yes, right, yeah. Um, and clearly he was young. Yeah. And yes, golf was his future, but he wanted to be young. <laughs> he, liked, he played <laughs> the spoons. He loved the music. He loved music. Brilliant on the spoons. spoons yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And. Sa- so sadly missed, you know, passing away no, as as senior did yeah. both in yeah. 2016. It's just yeah. hard to believe that junior went first. Yes, but back to the big moment. 
you become the first Irish winner on the European tour. Um, not that you're thinking that at the time. You know, this is in the moment. It's a fledgling tour, but how big of a boost was this and how much did you earn? I earned a quarter, a quarter of a million potatoes, 1,500 pounds <laughs> sterling. <laughs> and, uh, right, that's it. Even more in Irish punts, yeah. Yeah, it, it was... It was uh, that was a regular money. That was uh, regular money at the time. The top prize, fifteen hundred sterling. Yeah. yeah, and yet you had all the top fellas come from all over the world to play in mm. those got those events. Yeah, that was the main tour. Yeah, at the time, apart from America, it was the main tour. There's nothing else like it. There was no one coming in on private jets and no, no, with their physios. And no, you might have, <laughs> you might have had uh, <laughs> you might have died to throw the jag and Peter okay. Peter Dave Thomas dro- drove um, a rover. Did he? Uh, yeah. Uh, t- John Panton had a rover. Had a, a rover. Wow! Uh, but generally, it was just running the mill, nice right. cars. Those guys course. were the big names. They had yeah, done yeah. well out of the game. They had yeah. big club jobs yes, and yeah. also, you know, yeah, I suppose was, a bit of sponsorship. That, yeah, at that time, there was only one guy who didn't have a job, and that was Neil Coles. He was attached to uh, Borhill and in in London, and he was a just a playing pro, but he didn't. He just had an attachment. He didn't have a shop or anything like that. But right. All the time, all the pros at that time had a, had a job to go to. Mm. So they played golf, finishing on Saturday, back on a Sunday. Ah, it's, a, it's just a different era, different Jimmy. Era, yeah. Different era. Yeah. And you're part of that era, but you're a significant part of the European Tour's history in that you became the second ever winner on the Tour, which is now celebrating its golden anniversary. But Friday was the golden anniversary of your win on April 22nd, 1972. Um, in front of you, as we sit in this office upstairs in the pro shop and uh, club admin area, we have the trophy that was presented to you 50 years ago. We have a huge bottle of Johnny Walker Red Label Scotch Whiskey, which has remained unopened. And then there's this incredible Rolex watch that you have never worn and it's remained in the box with all of the certification and you know from Rolex's perspective you know when they do present watches to winners of events it's to recognize significant achievement but you never wore it no it didn't fit I didn't it couldn't get on my hand and I, I I thought it would be an awful waste to get it fixed up and, and, and to fit I might uh, it was such a lovely watch it's hot well it's a memory of anyway, winning, and, and uh, it's been like that. It's been careful. I gave it to Bobby. I gave it to Bobby last year only, and uh, I don't think he'll ever wear it either. Yeah, it's a it's a precious heirloom now it is, in yeah. the family. Yeah, and the bottle of whiskey is there. I never was tempted to open it. Uh, Were you much of a drinker? I didn't. I didn't start drinking. Until I was fourteen until I was forty years of age. Yeah. I don't. I, I like a drink, but uh, I'd love to know what it tastes like. What no, Bobby said, even Bobby said, <laughs> I said, Bobby, will we open it? And he says, Dad, you won't, we were not going to open it. It's going to stay that way. Yeah. So I said, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's just priceless, like I, I find. Yeah. And if you don't mind just even opening the, um, the top of the cup, because in there, look at that, all of these press clippings to do with the win. The people that wrote Letters and telegrams and... From all over, yes, all over. Yeah, people that people that I didn't know, 
they just knew my name and they wrote to congratulate me. Yeah. They'd seen me on telly or something, yeah. So what was the what were the celebrations like on the on the night? You know, so you go back with the press in their bus. Yeah, I got on the plane, opened, filled the cup, the plane. Brian Barnes invited me to stay with him. And I went down to his house, but he didn't know that he had guests. So I <laughs> I lay on the ground on the, on, the, on the sitting room. And we got the papers the next morning, got into the car, and we drove up to up to Hillside Golf Club. Okay, right, Liverpool. beside and, Royal Birkdale. Yeah, there's another tournament on. And I played, and uh, I left the cup in safekeeping in the hotel. I stayed in a hotel this time, I, I could afford it, and mm, mm. <laughs> it wasn't a B&B. And uh, I kept the money on my... In the bag, in the golf bag, and check. somehow other the guys knew that the you got a, you had a check. It, no, it was it was it was uh, potatoes, it, potatoes, yeah, an Cash. envelope, an envelope for them. But the lads got to know that it was in the bag and the lit took it on me. When I put the bag down at some hole, uh, I came back and the money was gone. Right, so they were just and they, they stole it several times on me during the day. Yeah, and uh, acting the maggot, acting the maggot, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I played the first one, didn't play very well. David Vaughan beat me. And then I, I was going home, got a, a tournament over. Oh, it was a match play tournament, was match it? Match play, yeah. Okay. Um, a tournament was over me and I got home to the Bernie and the kids. Mm. And Tom O'Gorman, who lived um, two, the, two doors away, old Tom, Kil- Kilkenny man, and uh, he, he was delighted. He was, he was just as delighted as I, as I was. Mm. He was a great sportsman, a great neighbour. Tom died. Tom was way into his 70s then and he died when he was 84. Lovely man, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, am I right in saying that uh, the great Jack Newton said Jack, something to you on well, the? Was it on the plane? We're on the back of the plane uh, on the way back yeah, home from Madrid. From Madrid, yeah, to and, London. Yeah, and Vinnie Baker. Vinnie was actually killed, murdered in, in in South Africa. Yeah, and Jack was on the boat on the plane, the boat, and the boat had a good sip out of it, out of the cup, and. Uh, Jack said What was me, in the cup? What were they sipping? Oh, I don't know. I had brandy and something else in it. All right, there. The, the, the steward did it. Brian Huggett knew the guy in charge and he, they filled the cup. Yeah. And uh, he, Jack Newton said to me, Jimmy, he says, he was delighted for me and he said, Jimmy, I only want to do what you did. I just want to win one major competition and I'll die happy. Wow. And he won. He won more than that. If I he say. did, and, and, and still did Vinnie Baker. I think Vinnie Baker won the Dutch Open. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. But Jack, this is 1972, so yeah. you know he was a, a young, young man, yes. rising yeah. kind yeah. of star. Lovely guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one going, of, yeah. One of the gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and he's dearly missed. He's only recently passed. Yeah. But you know, within three years, he was battling it out with Tom Watson. It was, yeah. And he yeah. probably should have won it. Could, yeah. In regulation, except, but... Except Watson had the experience, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Watson knew how painful it was to yeah. lose yeah. majors at this point, yeah. and he seized the moment and they won the 18-hole playoff yeah. on the 18th. Yes. Um, and then Jack, obviously, you know, had a great tussle with Seve at the Masters in 1980. Yeah. But Seve was on fire that year. Absolutely on fire. Um, so Jack said that to you, the late Jack, Jack Newton. Yeah. I just yeah. want to win one big one. one. Just want to win one, Jimmy, he says. Yeah. yeah. And I'd die happy. Yeah. So that was it. <laughs> what a pure character, though. He was great, yeah. yeah. And well, he's we, we met many times after that, and he used to ask for help, and he had me in the practice ground looking at him. 
Yeah. And uh, he did it, and he said, look at that, Jimmy, it's gone to the left. I said, Jack, it's still be on the fairway. And that's gone to the right. It's still be on the fairway, Jack. It's not a rifle you had. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. I said, it just, it, it's a golf ball. might go straight, but I said, if it's on the fairway, it's a great drive. Oh, all right then, he says, yeah. So then one day, we're up in Dalma High, up in Scotland, and he was on the practice ground, and he rolled over. I was with Jimmy Martin. We had qualified, and we were delighted to get qualified and get a few bob. And uh, Jack was on the practice ground, and Shouted, hey lads, he says, come over here and have a look at me. And Jimmy said, well, we're off, Jack. He says, you're winning too much. And we've got to live too. <laughs> but he loved great? the guy. Yeah, I loved it, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Um, just to finish, just to kind of tee up our, our next chat, because there's so much to go through with your incredible career. And, you know, you've got this wonderful reputation, not only as a, as a great teacher, a great club pro, but as a gentleman. You know, you're... You're one of life's gentlemen, if I may say to your face, you're 81 or 82? 82. 82. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've lived quite the life and, you know, we're recognizing what you achieved, um, you know, which deserves to be celebrated. Um, but very briefly, I mean, you know, your other highs in your career that we will go into in more depth. Yes. And obviously the great dynasty with your dad, Bill, and Bobby now, your son, succeeding you and doing a great job. Um, the Irish Open, you finished third in 1977. Did, yes. Yeah, Tied third with Greg Norman. Yes. And I'm going to put a photo of that uh, prize presentation up on social media. Bobby has given it to me. There's a beautiful shot of Bobby, who's only six. Yeah. And he's there on your knee. Yeah. Beside... The man who finished second, yeah. Ben Crenshaw. And Greg Norman is to your left. Yeah. And Hubert Green is obviously making his winner's yeah. speech. Yeah. Crenshaw had won the previous year at Port Marnock. And that's another place where you had served your time uh, for, had, for yes. a year. Yeah, yeah. learned me way around to play, how to play it, yes. Yeah. I, I know how to play but it. But you yeah. need to do. You do. Yeah, if you, yeah it, it's great if you know your way around Port Marnock. You yeah. need to know your way around it. Places to go and places not to go. Yeah. And that's where you... It's my favourite golf course. Yeah, and I yeah. think it is of many, you yeah. know, Baudrig yeah. and, and yeah. Shane, Larry, yeah. you know, in particular, Paul yeah. McGinley. Um, you know, they've all, they've all learned how to play it. Yeah. But it's a very fair test. It's a great, it's the fairest test, yes, great. Yeah. But you just have to, there's a, a place to go, decided the fair way to be on and not to be on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, great course, yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in another podcast and uh, we'll talk about your forays representing Ireland in World Cups and we'll go into a bit more detail about you know your fantastic relationship with so many of the great pros and um, I think we might have a few of them on to talk about you and to you know wish you well on reaching 82 which you break every time you play golf (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't be hard now for someone like you every year There is one great story. I'll just finish with this. But you, Liam Higgins, and Liam's son, David, were playing in Waterville last week. Yes. And it went all the way to the 18th. Now, Liam is how old? Liam is two years. uh, He'll be 80 now. Yeah. I don't think he's given... uh, He's not telling anyone he's 80, but I think he is. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And, uh, well... David is a you know a very successful pro on the PGA Irish region. Obviously, was yeah. a fantastic amateur, and um, represented Ireland and at all levels really. Yeah. And you know a great winner. But he's in his forties, but he can still 
play and yes. he's just got a wonderful technique. So you'd have fancied him perhaps against the two of you old yes. dogs. Yes. However, came to the 18th and what happened on the par oh, five in Waterford? Well, he was, he was well down. He was when I was hitting the seven iron in. But, uh, for your third shot? For my third shot. Wow. I middled the fairway and I had two, two nice ones. We nipped the breeze and he, uh, I could hear Liam saying to David, watch, watch this shot. Watch how he hits it. So I hit a nice seven iron in, and he had said, "Watch how, watch it going in low, and it went in low, mm. landed, came up, stone cold, and uh, gimme, da- gimme, and uh, yeah, David had hit a good one in to probably five, six, seven feet, something like that, and in two, in three, in three, so it was a pitch shot, <laughs> right, and he did that for a half, and he held it, <laughs> <laughs> so honors even, uh, sorry, honors even." Honestly, so, yeah, 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 but, yeah, we had a good crack, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you love going down there, don't I you? I love it, I love the great course, and the people are lovely, and they look after me well, yeah. Yeah. Liam especially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a character. Great character, yeah. A great family in golf yeah. as well, the Higginses. Yeah, I was with the doctor just before I left, before, uh, with the counsellor before I left, and she was talking to me, and she said, uh, are you going anywhere? And I said, any plans? I said, I'm going to Waterville. And what are you going to do down there? I said, I'm going to play golf down there with Liam Higgins. And then she said, stop. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, uh, your whole expression changed, she says. And a twinkle came into your eye. Wow. And I said, she says, who's Liam Higgins? I said, Liam is a good friend, I said. <laughs> and I, I said, he'd love, if he was here today, he'd love chatting to you. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Uh, do you mind asking me, what uh, counsellor, what was this about? Oh, since my wife died, I, I'm getting treatment. And okay. Right. I, she's a lovely girl. I've had four goals. I'm having more. Yeah. Uh, Where you can talk things through. Yeah. And she said to me, Jimmy, yeah, how are you doing? I said, we're doing fine. Uh, do you like coming here? I said, I do. I said, I said, it wouldn't be the same if I hadn't got you to talk to. Mm. And it's so great. important to talk, isn't yeah. it? You're a great help to me. And she said, good. That's yeah. great. And she nearly gave me a hug. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, she nearly gave me a lovely girl. So on behalf of all of us, like we're so sorry that yeah. Bernie passed away last August. Yeah. Uh, your life partner, your biggest fan. I mean, she would be so proud, oh, and she, she is. You know that she's looking down. Oh, on I you. know she's there. She's right. With, she's with me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. on this fiftieth anniversary of one of your big achievements, but a, a great moment for our sport. Um, Jimmy, you're a very special man in Irish golf, and I just want to say, you know, from all of us. Sincerely, congratulations. You're one of the good guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Not at all. Look forward to talking to you again. Good man. Thank you. Okay.